0: Welcome to Sunday on Monday, the best show about cannabis banking that you can listen to any day of the week. Brought to you by Safe Harbor Financial, providing the best banking services to the entire cannabis industry. Bank with confidence. When I first heard about the Safe Harbor story and interviewed Sunday on my national banking podcast, the first word that popped into my head was Pioneer. It's a very difficult word to use in the 21st century, and I meant it. And yet, I have learned that what I and other people see as a pioneer looks very different from the perspective and the experience of the person and the people doing the actual pioneering. And I asked Sunday about that.
1: Well, you know, I've said it before. I don't think we viewed ourselves as pioneers to start I think we just focused on getting the program up and running, staying in the business, doing it right, protecting the credit union, protecting the financial institution, uh, protecting the financial system first and foremost. The rest came in terms of a couple years later when we could look at things in hindsight and say. Okay, now that they're calling us pioneers, what does that really mean? And I would say that being a pioneer to us meant that we learned everything the hard knocks way. I always like to give the analogy of the horse and the cart. And people would ask me, aren't you putting the cart before the horse when it comes to cannabis banking here or there or in this situation? And I would just kind of look at that horse and cart thing and say, wow, the way I see things is... I'm standing up front in the weeds with a machete trying to cut a path and do this right. And I can't even worry about the horse and the cart. So the horse and the cart are way behind me. And they're sorting things out as to what goes first, the horse and the cart. And I'm looking back with my machete saying, hey, take your time. Because the way this feels is I'm going to cut this path, run into a roadblock, back up 50 feet, cut a new path, find another roadblock, back up another 25 feet, cut a new path. And, you know, at some point in time, I will look back to you and say, let's put the horse in front of the cart now and go down this path because we can get this far. And then we would just take another path and keep cutting that path until we removed those roadblocks and we could get, you know, a, a, a forward movement for everybody concerned.
0: As someone who has actually cut through the Triple Academy jungle of Panama when I was in the Army with a machete, I can tell you that is some tough work. Well, during the early years of the program, somebody came into the Safe Harbor brand and used a term that didn't go over so well with the rest of the team. That person said – you took the arrows, now we'll take the land. Basically this person was coming in to say, okay, I'll take it from here and do all the things that you couldn't do. And Sunday told me that did not go over so very well with her team. And what she found was that the best way forward was finding other people that were also doing pioneering work that were supportive and encouraging safe
1: harbor all along this very difficult journey. The arrows in the land, yes, this analogy had people a little insulted in my shop in about 2017 when they first heard it from somebody coming in to take things over and do it right and expand this program, and I can see in hindsight why they were insulted. It's almost like saying, well, you did all this work, you're too tired to take it further, you don't have the talent or expertise, and it is a little insulting and not necessarily true. So what is it that will keep us moving forward as pioneers or kept us moving forward during the hard times? And it really had a lot to do with finding other pioneers in the industry, teaming up and encouraging each other. And a few of them I'd like to really give some credit to. There's that campaign with, with Dustin and Carrie, and they were there from day one with us and encouraging us, and they had their own hardships, and they went through having to cut their own path as pioneers, but have done so and have remained very encouraging from the start with us and work. Hegan did such a good job building a national organization to manage payroll for the cannabis industry, and he was always there, and we were helping him, and he was helping us. And then there's El Capitan and Andrew Nash, and he just was encouraging and a high-level professional and finding ways to deal in the investment world and brokering services and balance sheet management, but also very very encouraging to the rest of the team. And then there's CRB Monitor, who really cut the path in in, in teaching people how to distinguish between types of accounts and types of risk. And he was always there from the beginning, and we were speaking and talking about the risk here and the risk there, and he was building out this platform that allowed us to be more efficient and more effective. And then lastly, I'll mention... uh, Terry Neely, who who comes out of a DOJ background and is very familiar with ALM and BSA and money laundering activities and you know, there were a lot of fearful moments for us and I remember the first call I had with Terry and I just had my head and my hands and said to Terry, I don't know what we're doing here. There's so many moving parts and Terry helped helped us greatly in terms of sorting out a lot of BSA activities that were most important in prioritizing and ensuring that we kept the safety and soundness of the financial institution right at top of mind throughout the process. So I can't say, as a pioneer, we did it alone. I will say that you know pioneers do stick together, and we have a lot of respect for each other. And uh, so, I would encourage people to find somebody with the same type of values and and work ethics that you have in the pioneering world, and just stick together and 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 help each other. You know, yes, there's competition that gets built, but at the same time, you know, it's a huge market and a lot of room for people to work together.
0: If you're not completely familiar with the credit union banking model, it is a cooperative model. And credit unions, though they compete against each other for loans and deposits, they also work together. And Sunday told me there were some other great credit unions that were also helping pioneer the cannabis banking marketplace.
1: I'd like to really give credit to a couple of credit unions who did not pioneer uh, just shortly before us and who really did help us move in the right direction and get started and and provided encouragement. So it wasn't like there weren't other credit unions already doing this. It happens to be that I went up to Washington State and took my attorney with us at the time as we were trying to sort out at the board level whether or not we were going to move forward with this project and met with two credit unions up there and really garnered a lot of knowledge and comfort and understanding of what they were doing already in the cannabis banking arena. And that would be Salah in New America. And they were real front runners in this. And they really did provide us. It was the comfort level. And, and and it was after our trip to Washington when our council actually sat with the board and said, It is being done. And while I can't condone this activity on a professional legal level, I can say that between having a good business plan and what I've heard from Salah and Numerica provides me great comfort that this can be done and the risk can be managed at the board level. The difference between those credit unions and us is that we decided at Partner Colorado, Safe Harbor, that we were going to take a very transparent and open approach to this because my fear was you get a year into this and the regulators would come in and shut you down or two years into this and do it or the federal reserve wouldn't like what you were doing and so i said i'm 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 going to put it right out there. We're going to be really transparent. If we're going to normalize this activity, you either shut me down now or shut me down early or recognize the fact the money can be banked and it can be banked right and it can be good for all federal agencies, law enforcement, financial institution, and, of course, the industry. And so that's why we put the book out there because we wanted to make sure that people knew what we were doing and we weren't hiding anything. We also put the book out there to encourage other financial institutions behind us as to how this could be done. It was kind of a pay-it-forward type situation where we could share some of our knowledge and let people know how to get started in financial institutions if they really wanted to go down this road. Of course, one of the things I think the book really did was weed out the financial institutions who would have the stomach and endurance to do this and those who wouldn't because it was quite a complex process to move into the cannabis banking area. So I have great appreciation for Numerica and Salah at this point in time for helping to lead the way and get Partner Colorado and Safe Harbor started down this path.
0: If you've not listened
1: to episode five, I
0: really encourage you to do so. It talks about what it took to get the board buy-in at Partner Colorado Credit Union. It is not an exercise in hyperbole to say they were risking the entire credit union brand with this move into the cannabis arena. And I'm not just talking about the location, the brick and mortar, the swivel chairs and all the material. I'm talking about the people that worked at Partner Colorado Credit Union who relied on their salaries for their family's security and for their mortgage payments. And so I really encourage you to listen. I want you to listen to all the episodes, but especially episode five, where you find out about the value of transparency in all of this as it pertained to the leadership of the credit union. More important perhaps than all of that though, and as much just Sunday appreciated the assistance from outside credit unions. It was her core team of fellow pioneers or machete swingers that really got this thing going.
1: Internally, we had our own encouragement and our own processes and our own stronghold. And you know, nobody operates completely on an island when they're putting a project like this together. And I have to say that Kim and Amanda were right there the entire time. They were facing these hardships and together we would sit there sometimes at 8 o'clock at night in the office and just talk through what it is we needed to do, where we were going, and we never lost focus on why we were doing it. The motive was good. We wanted to do right by Colorado. We wanted to help the industry get the money in the bank and, and provide the transparency even for the industry itself to help legitimize their business and be able to do normal payroll processing, and normal bill payment activities and be able to focus on the business and their, their own regulatory compliance. So I have to say that Kim, Amanda, and I were quite the team in terms of moving this forward. But then you take a look at the rest of the organization at Partner Colorado Credit Union. It could never have been done without the support of the management team Moving through 15 exams together, and that was excruciatingly painful, as anybody who's gone through an exam would know, but the entire team stood up for this project and supported this project and moved it forward. When the board made that decision, the board made that decision, and management implemented so the entire team has to get credit for this pioneering activity. The downside, of course, internally are those people that come and go and that lack the motivation for the right reason. You know, motive does matter here, and many people would want to get into this and just see there's a money aspect, and that's all that would drive them. And I have to say, at Partner Colorado, coming from that credit union background, we kept looking at the reason we were doing it as solving problems and doing the right thing. And that really was good motive to keep us moving and persevering through the most difficult of times. Because the money... Doesn't always come up front. This is not a fast buck type of business where you can jump in, jump out and make lots of money. This is banking and banking is very methodical. So people coming in, you know, and going out and certainly they take with them the knowledge of how we do things and you know, they like to take credit for what all they've done. But the people who really have stuck with the program and who are still there today are really dedicated and have great motive and have the ability to stand behind the contribution to the program, the competition that comes and springs up from those people coming and going inside of an organization that 's just normal business it doesn 't mean we should be afraid of it or um, you know be worried about what they 're going to do in terms of taking our clients away we 've done what we can do, and we 're going to do more in the future and we 're going to protect our business but you know i 'd have to say that the chink in the armor and you should look for this, will always be those people who come and go in an organization and garner all their experience and knowledge is, one, take all the credit for building something that they left because you wouldn't leave what you built, and two, you know, have to sell themselves by selling someone else short. We've never had to do that, and it is, you know, negative competition, and those things happen, so it's just normal business, but, You know, we can take the pleasure and the confidence in knowing that we don't have to sell against somebody by making them look bad. We've been here from the beginning for our clients, and we intend to be here for the long run for our clients. That reliability factor is rock solid, and that's what we want our clients to know and the industry to know.
0: If you're listening to this on your phone or on an iPad or something or anywhere, now would be a good time to just back up about 30 seconds and listen to that entire segment again. I've said for many years that even in a great organization, even in a great brand, the greatest threat to your business plan is not your competitors. It is always internal. And so that is an absolutely great segment about just that very thing. Back 30 years ago in 1991, I found myself driving into one of the last great urban battles of the 20th century, the Battle of Kafchi in Operation Desert Storm. I had great training, I had great equipment, but what I was driving into was totally unknown and completely uncertain, and that's exactly what Sunday and her team were doing. And I asked her, you've got great people, you've got a great core team, but what you were getting into was still the unknown.
1: Tell us about that. Dealing with the uncertainty of pioneering probably was the most driving factor that kept us moving forward. First of all, the the fact that we didn't know exactly where this was going to end up and having a fear of failure and being put out of the business, those things drove our daily activities. We wanted to prove this could be done. We wanted to prove that we could be reliable for the industry. We wanted to prove that we had the talent in-house. So all those factors drove us forward. In hindsight, I remember spending an entire flight between Washington, D.C. and Denver doing nothing but trying to methodically map out what pioneering looked like and I tried to guess what the next step would be, but it was all, all only being able to be done in hindsight. I could see it as we went through, and I actually did map this out and someday maybe include it in a book or a presentation as to what does pioneering look like. But you have to be able to have the stomach to endure this uncertainty. The other thing you have to have is the creativity to find your way through that uncertainty. Because there isn't a book, there isn't a manual, there isn't a lot of experience out there upon which you can drive. So you have to look for the curious and creative people to drive something like this forward. So again, you know, uncertainty is a difficult place to live for most people. But we had a team of people who were willing to be creative, test it, try it, refine it, move it forward. And that's what it took to get through that uncertainty. I hope everyone is enjoying what is really an audio
0: documentary about what I believe is the biggest story in the credit union and banking marketplace in the 21st century. And so 2021 has been a great way to retell that story, but 2022 is going to have even more great information when you tune into Sunday on Monday.
1: In our podcasts in 2021, I think we really wanted to focus on getting the historical value of how we built Safe Harbor somewhere on record. And I think we've done a good job to represent what Partner Colorado did to create Safe Harbor. And I have to say it was a, quite an interesting experience reliving all that and understanding what we went through because we really haven't had time to just focus on what we have done. However, in 2022, I'd like to take the podcast in a different direction, and that's to expand upon the book that we've put out there already, already in 2016. There's so much we didn't know when we wrote that book and put it out there, and I'd like to just kind of go through some of the realities what is it like to actually go through a seizure? What are the primary BSA drivers upon which we focus that help, you know, secure a safe and sound position for the credit union and protect the financial system? And what's next in financial services? We definitely have a new vision for 2022 that we've been working on all the way through 2021 as we've separated all things cannabis outside the credit union. And we think we have an exciting outlook for safe. Harbor and our clients and where we're going. So hopefully in the next several podcasts, we're going to move through some of this experience and where things are going.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to that. I've enjoyed working with the Safe Harbor team documenting this amazing journey, whether you want to envision what I refer to as the Queens of Cannabis hacking their way through the jungle with machetes or heading out on the Great Plains of the American West on the Oregon Trail. What you can't ignore is the body of work that is self-evident to anybody that takes the time to listen to the podcast, to read Sunday's book, and to understand that they have absolutely created something that did not exist before, yes, with help from some great credit unions in Washington State. But I have to say, for the most part, with the grit and the determination that it takes to be a literal pioneer at anything. On behalf of everyone at Safe Harbor Financial, we want to thank you for listening in 2021. We want to wish you a happy and prosperous new year in 2022. And we look forward to continuing to talk about this evolving and ever-changing cannabis marketplace on the show Sunday on Monday, the best show about cannabis banking that you can listen to any day of the week. Don't forget, you can find all of the Sunday on Monday episodes in one place now on Anchor FM and Spotify. Bank with Confidence, bank with Safe Harbor Financial. Until next year, my name is Jason Dias, and we'll talk to you soon.